We talking shit, baby. Every episode, I promise you it's lit, baby. Every week, get some shit you can't miss, baby. Dylan Bob, still a vibe. Podcast game solidified, no cap. All fact like a snapper. Stream us on that Spotify or Apple, tap in. Roller coaster ride, strap in. We gon' take you for a ride, just take this shit and stride. All topics, sport the current event. Tell me who more current than this. Good luck with the mother shows. This the best one. Your sister and your brother knows. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shit, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. Yes, sir. Talking shop, episode sixty-five, Woo! season three. We're back. I'm your host, Bobby Hall, and with me, you know he's here. You know he had to come back with us. That's D'Lo, Dylan. We're back, baby. How's it going? Long time no talk, my friend. It's glad to be back here for season three. We got a phenomenal guest to bring us back in full swing. And that is going to be Hollywood Sav for the third time. Finally, I'm on the show this time. Third time's the charm. And you'll notice that the number three, as we uh, mentioned, all three of us here um, in the pre-production, that's going to be coming up a lot. So, um, Hollywood Sav, how you doing, my friend? Man, man, first off, appreciate y'all for having me, man. You know I fuck with y'all heavy, man. It's always a pleasure to be on. But I'm good, man. I can't I can't complain. Just promoting the tape, promoting Stand Me 3, and, and trying to stay healthy out here, man. You know. Absolutely, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It, promoting so hard that you're actually, if those, for the listeners out home right now, do not know, you are the mastermind behind our intro that we just played for all the listeners out there. No, yeah, man. Appreciate y'all for, for picking me to do that, man. You know, I feel honored, so I had to, you know, put my best foot forward to try to, you know, hopefully y'all fuck with it, man. Do it's fucking fire, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, as soon as you send it over... I was excited to to throw it on and get back to pod man, and that's uh, like I said, that's that's the permanent song, man. We for the last two seasons we've been choosing a different song each week to be the intro, but um, that's the permanent one. That's you're gonna hear that every week, and uh, you guys are gonna get barred up for you know sixty to ninety <laughs> seconds, and then hear us talk some shit. But uh, that's love, yeah, man, man. I appreciate that. It's uh, it's great to have you back, and um, you know, Dylan, like we were talking about in pre-production. This is your first time being on when uh, Sav's been on, so I figured before I get into anything, uh, the floor is yours, man. Yeah, and I did have, like, I guess a main question for you, Sav, um, and like I said in the beginning, it's just an honor to be finally on with you, to get uh, to have some questions for you, um, right, well. and that is going to be some top influencers, top influencers that, uh, that you maybe molded your style around or um, kind of like one of... That you looked up to, and you're like you're early on in your career. Oh man, like growing up, it was it was a few different people like Jada Kiss. Uh, I mean, obviously being from Cleveland, it kind of started with Bone. But like some of my favorite rappers growing up is Jada Kiss, Lil Wayne for sure. Like them was like my two favorite rappers. Like so, I think like Wayne pretty much got me rapping honestly like like when he was doing squad mixtapes back in the day like just hearing that on the bus you know what i'm saying with the homies that got us you know recording so them was probably two of my two biggest influences respect to there and 
now you're in Hollywood currently, or were you just did you just get back? Uh, no, yeah, I'm back in Cleveland now. Yeah, I was there last week, though. Yeah, fantastic. Now I wanted to highlight any like. Uh, what are the highlights of that trip in Hollywood? I know that uh, we saw in your stories that you're having a fantastic time, uh, maybe trying out some new liquors. Uh, I wanted to see. I know we like to talk about food and beverages of uh, the liquor of scent. So uh, what are some of the uh, best drinks that you've had out there and maybe some of the highlights all in general? Um, I mean, it was just cool being out there because that was my, my first time in L.A. in a minute. And my cousin, like my blood cousin, he lived there, so like, it was just cool to be around him, but like he an artist as well, so like he was doing videos and he was working on his project. So I just got to network, you know, pretty much with everybody around him, you know what I'm saying. So that was cool. Um, but as far as the drinks, I was out there. I was drinking the Casamigos. I like that now with tequila because I like tequila a lot. So like, okay, Casamigos got my heart right. Oh, there it is, yeah. and I know Bobby wanted to probably dabble in some of the food talk there in the Hollywood area. Yeah, and I, I think because your your cousin, I think, um, doesn't he sometimes kick it with like Marissa Mendez? I think I think I've seen that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah he does. Yeah, That's what's up. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, you know, yeah, a lot of things like just being out there. Like, I, yeah, I came across just a lot of like famous people. Real, just that's what's up, man. I mean, that's a good look for you. Like you said, uh, yeah, getting get your name out there, networking. Hell yeah, man. It was probably just nice to kind of get away from everything, too. Kelly, I went out there once, like, five years ago, L.A., for, like, five days, man, and it was just perfect fucking, like, high 70s, low 80s uh, temperature, blue blue skies, not a cloud in the sky. Just, I loved it out there, man. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to go back. And I, and I can imagine as well, not only getting your name out there, but uh, the weight in itself of just putting a face to that name, actually introducing yourself, being able to like physically be with those people, uh, could definitely get your name up there. Oh, yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah, you gotta, gotta let the people see you. Now, as you know, on this show, we talk about a lot of food and stuff, you know, especially when we talked about, uh, you know, our guests, you know, some of them being a little regional, um, and we'll, and we'll get into a, a little bit of some Cleveland spots that you, that you like to hit up, but like I told you, I think, I think I, it might've been IG or snap one of the two I seen on the story uh, uh, just a fire ass plate of some French toast, man. I think he, I even seen you tweet about it, but, uh, I, I got to know the, the details, man. And, and what, what you rated it. Um, yeah, I think that was, a, that was, um, that was a spot called for Telly's, um, it's on Melrose, but, um, yeah, it was just the, the, the French toast with the powdered sugar, strawberries, the whole, yeah, the whole everything. But no, uh, ooh, rated like out of 10. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to give it a 9. I'm going to give it a 9. Ooh, wow. Okay. I'm going to give it a 9. That's elite. That shit was, that shit was special, man. That shit was, that shit was special. That was good French toast. Hell yeah, man. I, I think, um... It, it used to be waffles was my favorite out of like that that French toast and pancakes, but French toast might have took the top spot. That's how I am. Like I was always a pancake waffle guy, but like it's like recently, like just the last few months, I don't know. Like French toast is just like still in my heart right now. Is French toast like its own category? I I, I would I would think so. I, I think so. Because then you think like 
you think of pancakes and waffles as like they're in the same family, you just have it one or the other way. And then French mm-hmm. toast is like literally just a, its own category of like eliteness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely just, yeah. I, I would sleep on it too. Like, I don't, I would sleep on the French toast, but. I mean, I love it with that strawberry because I'm a sucker for strawberries too, so. You get it with yeah. that powdered sugar? Yeah, that shit was just Oh, that's great. a must. Absolute oh, yeah. must. With some good uh, syrup, man. Oh, maple yeah. syrup. Yes, sir. Yep. Yes, sir. Um, what about uh, and we're we're getting some music here in a minute, but what about out in Cleveland, man? What are what are a few of your favorite uh, food spots around the way? Um, I mean, depends. Like, I like to eat a lot of shit, so like, I mean, depends. Like, I like to eat Jamaican shit like a lot too. So like, I like the spot. What was that shit? Uh, I think it was on Snapchat too. It was like some kind of like. Like French fries or nachos oh, or something? Oh, yeah, them lobster fries. Yeah, lobster dude. Fries. Yes. That's from this spot called Two Two Eight. Like that's like that bar is like literally like on the corner of my street for real. So like that shit around the it's like these loaded fries, but it got like lobster on it and shit. Like oh that. man, yeah. That I'm a big seafood guy. That's that's that sounded uh, immaculate. That's my go-to right there for sure. Yeah, yeah I, man. I, I, I eat Jamaican. I eat a lot of. Shit. I'm trying to eat everything. Like my new favorite spot though is like, it's like this. Uh, it's like just. It's called BB Bop. You ever you ever heard of that? I, th- I might, I might, I may have. I have not. Pretty much is Asian Chipotle like, and that shit okay. is fire. Like that shit is fire. That's my new favorite shit right now. Okay, I think we got kind of something like that around, around Toledo. Um, called Balance where. You'll get these bowls and stuff with like rice, like a protein, right, um, yeah. and some veggies, and you can choose a sauce and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah I like, like that stuff a lot. Yum sauce and shit on there. Oh yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. Yeah, the yum yum sauce. I can, I can drink that shit. What place is that called, <laughs> Seth? It's called like BB Bob. Okay, yeah. Now that you kind of described it, or Bobby described it there, it's like, I think we have something like that's called Poke Bowl, and you can have like that rice and. Your like seafood, like that, like squid, you can have as your protein or something like that. Yeah, that's. Whew. I've never had live squid before, but God, I don't think I want to. That shit was moving when you put that salt on it. Oh, it's good. I mean, I like it, but I mean, that's. I don't know. That's, that's just me. I, I know it's not for everybody. It's kind of a weird thing seeing some shit move before you put it in your in your mouth. Pause. <laughs> um. Yeah, we got we got to talk about uh you know what what we're about here, man. We we were talking about uh, Stamp Me Three, you know the the latest project you dropped at the top of the month here of July, and um, I got to be honest, man, I I've been following through uh with you I think ever since I want to say Olympic Gold, maybe even was that your first tape? Olympic Gold was definitely my first tape. Yeah, yeah, you. I remember that, man. Uh, Yeah, man. Yeah, I remember that because we used to bump that in Copper Beach. Nate, Nate had the because uh, that was ba- I mean still back then because you know me and you were we're some old heads, man. So back in those days, CDs were still going around. You even had the artwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you were rocking <laughs> you were rocking a gold like gold medal. <laughs> um, stand, you know, standing like a pedestal. Yeah, it was dope. And um, but no, man, Stamp Me Three is by far your, your best work, man. I um, that, that's getting listened to you know constantly. Um. I just, uh, I mean, where would you rank that right now as far as, you know, out of, out of your, all your projects? Oh, man. I mean, I, I think it would have to be one, man. I think it would have to be one right now. 
I think I think it's probably because it's like probably my most cohesive, one of my most cohesive. Uh, and then I I think I'm just getting better. Like so, really, I feel like every every project I put out is like I'm still getting better for real. But, Absolutely, man. Yeah, Definitely yeah, by far your bet your greatest intro by far man immortalize it might even be 100%. my favorite song you've ever done man to be honest i mean that that shit right there uh that can go on a gym playlist party playlist just in the car you know what i'm saying um you know for the people that because uh, I, I thought i heard some herbs getting grinded up uh not too long ago over there um but you could play that at any time of day man and that shit is gonna go um, that's fire man that shit is fucking dope Appreciate it. And that was definitely that was like one of the first songs I probably made for the project too, and I knew instantly like this is the first song. I knew when I made I'm, this is the first song on Standing Three. I kind of wanted to pick your brain as uh, an as an artist that uh, when you go to basically chronologicalize your album, how do you uh, go about it as far as listening or how should I word this? How do you go about it as far as what do you want first? to last and everything in between mm-hmm. um man that it's usually like a tough process it usually like depends on like the songs they self like how much cause, like usually like if i do like my look me in the eye series i got more laid back songs versus more turned up songs but it all depends like and i usually i got like people i trust too so i usually like make my own list then i like send it to them and then i have them make their own list and I listen to it in their order, and like, so I got people I trust too. But it's tough, man. Like, I try. I just wanted to like kind of flow good, and like trying to tell a story at the same time. That's what I'd be going for when I put it together. So that's awesome. That there is a science behind it, um, which makes it even more, more of a um, respect aspect for someone that like myself. I would not consider myself an artist in the music. Uh, music business so uh, mad respects to like not only creating the music but having the science in the in the process of creating the storyline throughout the album I appreciate yep. it man. and dude I mean many people might not know him on the grand scheme but I mean you got a, a motherfucking Cleveland legend on your, on your shit dude Ray Jr that's sick I remember listening to him like back in high school man him and like Fat Al like when they were kind of coming up and, and their stuff was even moving um, you know around around here in Toledo but yeah, man, I seen that name on there, and, and uh, I did a double take. How'd you uh, get in touch with him? <laughs> um, no, yeah, like I, I feel like you, you're right though. Like a lot of people outside of Cleveland, you know, what I'm saying that might not be big to them, but you know, if you kind of from this area or you know, like you a little outside of Cleveland, you might, you know what I'm saying you know the name. Um, but it's actually like our second song that we did together. So um, this time when it came around, like. I actually did the full song like by myself, and I actually, to be honest with you, I didn't even like it at first. Like I had to put that shit like to the side, and then one day, like I was just listening to it, I'm like, I'm tripping. Like this shit is fire. Like what the fuck am I thinking? Then I'm like, Ray, it sounds good on this bitch. So I just DM'd him, then I, I sent him the song. Like he was fucking with it so tough. Like he called me. Like he instantly just called me. He was like, "Man, we gotta do a video. Like this shit is crazy." Like I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's up." Like we just did it. Then like a few weeks later, after that, I went to Atlanta. We did the video. Hell yeah, shit was crazy. 
Yeah, I was I was listening to, uh, about that uh, on day one. Shout out to uh, you know Jay Smith, Mike P, them guys over there. They just they just hit their their one year mark. Um, I think last week, so that's pretty oh, dope. Yeah. And um, I know uh, and Mike P, he, he uh like directed your video right or produced it. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, yeah, both. Like we, he directed it, he edited it. Hell yeah, so yeah. Yeah, he got super dope. That's like really what he into. Like he really want to. That's his passion for real. I'm really trying to, you know, what I'm saying, go out there. I'm giving, go out there and shoot the money on the wood video with him. For real, to be honest. Hell yeah. You ne- well, now you got to go down there and get them, them Lou Will lemon peppers, man. Oh, listen, listen here. That's the first thing I'm about to do. This. If I, I'm thinking about going to Atlanta again next week, bro. If I go to fucking Atlanta, I'm getting the Lou Will. <laughs> you got to, man. I've I seen. Story. Mark my word. You're gonna see them on my story. Next Please, week. man. Lou I gotta Will know. I gotta peppers. know. I'm gonna tag it's... y'all when I when I post them. <laughs> <laughs> Please, man. Please, because I've seen. Uh, it's 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 not just lemon. Pe- it's like lemon pepper barbecue, which is like, I've never had that before. And I like both, so having them combined sounds great. I seen because Magic City, um, like their kitchen has a Twitter, and I was looking, I look, looking at their menu, and uh, sure enough, man, Lou Williams, lemon pepper barbecue, and, and I think, uh, <laughs> I think I've heard like I, I know they were talking about on Joe Bun's podcast, a couple other spots I was listening to that uh, Magic City, man, they don't mess around when it comes to their their kitchen. So yeah, you got to get in there and see what's up. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta see. Be on the lookout. But um yeah, another thing that was kinda cool was uh, you know, you, you were low key uh singing a little bit, man, on like the hook of Never Know. You know, I did I didn't know uh you know, you had some, some pipes, man. No, nah, I was trying some shit out. But the funny thing about that song is that song is really like old as hell, bro. Like I made that song in like two thousand sixteen for real. Oh shit, okay. But that shit just like but it still just sounds so good and it's still just like so relevant, like with with shit that's going on. And I really like like A D was kinda telling me the whole time like to put it on there. But I really wasn't gonna put it on there until I made no trade clause. And I made no trade clause and I'm like, okay, never know. Goes like hand to hand with this shit. But no, I'm so happy I put Never Know on there, bro. That would have been a huge mistake if I did. Yeah, that's I like. I like the placement too, where it's at in on the project, and uh, like you brought up, man. No trade clause is another another really dope song, and uh, you know I kind of like the message that you're putting out on there for sure. Uh, especially it's crazy times right now, man. You know what I'm saying? So it's good, uh, you know, because people are gonna listen to that and uh, kind of get inspired by by some of the stuff you're talking about on there, and just how you, you know you're proud to be black. And uh, you know I, I like that man. I, I definitely like uh, how you represent. I appreciate it, bro. Appreciate you. Yeah, what? Uh, kinda, it, oh, go ahead. My bad. Uh, yeah, no problem. I was just going to say that kind of uh, raised a question in my mind of how often, not only yourself but other artists out there, uh, for those that are uninformed, uh, usually put like really old songs that were made uh, years back onto new albums that are released. Like the uninformed would think that. Everything that comes out on this album that just came out is something that I just worked on since my last album was released, which that is not always the case, as you just kind of pointed out. And uh, to follow up on that question would be, how do you, when you make a song, how do you not know to wait and hold on, and put it in your back pocket and release it at, at a later time other than putting on a, a recent project you're working on? Um. Well, for the first part, I mean, with me, it happens a lot. Like, I mean, maybe, you know, that would, 
the never know situation, like 2016, you, I usually don't go back that far, but, um, I mean, for me, it happens a lot. I mean, for other people, I'm not sure. Cause a lot of artists, you know, they don't like music. You know what I'm saying? Three months after they make it, like they got to put it out or they don't like it no more. So everybody not like me. So it kind of depends on the artist, but, um, and then as far as like, and you know what I'm saying? The second part goes back to, um, you know, that track listing question. It's like, I might make a song and I put in the track list together and like, I know this song is a good ass song, but it just don't feel right with these other songs. So I got to hold, it got to wait. Like it got to wait until I make some other songs that it feel right with. I like that. And then I can kind of make this into a, a little transition into sports, but it's kind of like being a GM of a sports team. Uh, football's coming into full swing now with training camp and they have to make their player cuts. Well, the artist and musician, they have to make their cuts, and if the song doesn't make it, maybe they'll make the next next album or next project. Exactly, exactly, same deal. That um, you kind of got asked, you did get asked the same question on the day one show, but uh, for our listeners, what would be your top three tracks off of Stand Me Three? And, it, and that's the thing, like it really, I really don't have an answer. I, it changed every day, so I don't even remember what I told them. I'm probably about to tell you three different songs. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I ain't yeah. even trying to like, you know what I'm saying? Overhype the project or nothing like that. But like, I really like like all the songs, <laughs> right? Um, um, but I would have to say definitely immortalized and therapy gotta be in there. Um, then that third, that that third one, that's when it always changed. Right now, I would say, um, right now, I'll probably say drug of choice. I'm really, I'm really fucking with drug of choice right now. Okay, I can do that, man. Um. And we had talked, you know, a little bit uh, right when this came out, just with with this crazy ass time that we're going through. It sucks ass that you know you can't, uh, you know, take this and, and perform on a stage anytime soon. Because like I said, immortalized live it would just be bonkers, man. I mean, whenever the first time that you know that that's able to be a thing, I gotta be there, hundred percent. Bro, like you know, it's like Corona really changed everything. It's like. Cause like Stammy Three was really supposed to come out like way back in March, and then I was gonna have I had a show like booked and everything in April, but then like you know what I'm saying mid March that's when shit started getting shut down, so that whole shit got canceled, and that led to me not you know dropping until July, but you know I ended up making new songs and getting some of them featured, so I mean it kind of worked out in the long run, but damn I wish I could have had that show man. Yeah, dude. I I hope, like I said, this shit uh, starts to kind of uh, you know switch back a little bit. We'll see. Who knows? Doesn't seem like we're getting a lot of help from up top, but you know that's a different story. Um, to kind of round out the music, though, I know um, you know you just dropped this at the top of the month, but I know you're still working. You know when you went and hooked us up with our theme theme song, you were uh, putting in work for some upcoming projects, and. Um, I kind of figured we we would get into some of that, and obviously, uh, you know, I've been vocal for probably the last year or so, you know, waiting on uh, that that Savin Smith collab, which I think we're we're getting closer and closer to. Uh, sounds like it might be an end of the year thing. Fingers crossed. You know, we'll see what happens. I know Smith's got um, another project of his that he's about to drop, which is dope. But um, what, what do you got coming up, man? Um, I'm just still promoting Stammy Three for real, like. I want to shoot more videos, um, 
So hopefully I should be, well, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm shooting a mortalized video next week. Um, oh, let's go. That's locked in. Then I told you, I'm tr hopefully we shoot money on the wood and the land. That's not locked in, but immortalized is going to be shot next week. Um, but yeah, I'm just doing videos. I mean, I'm working like like me and Smith working. We slowly putting songs together. I want to put another project out too this year. Like honestly, like I got so many songs, bro. Like I could just like put out some shit. I want to, but we'll see. I want to do a stand. I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna do a deluxe. I'm still playing with that. If I don't do a deluxe, then I'm just gonna do a new project either way. But um, yeah, I'm just promoting the tape right now and, and slowly cooking. You know, whatever I'm gonna do next for real. I'm excited, man, because like you said, I, I I agree with you, man. You're getting better and better each project. I can't wait to see what the fuck Stamp Me Fucking 8 sounds like years <laughs> from now. You know what I'm saying? You might you might see some crazy-ass features on that one. Um, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? You know you're always going to get support from, from myself and Dylan, and um, I uh, I hope you just keep going up, man, for sure. Um, as far as like uh, music from the, the industry itself, you know, we had a couple of uh, you know big time drops the last couple of weeks. It seems like all like the top guys they're just dropping these little two packs right now, which is kind of cool. Um, you know, J Cole dropped a few uh, last week, and I think the week before that, Drake. Well, I guess DJ Khaled. I don't know. However, you want, however you want to say it, <laughs> dropped uh, two more as well. Um, Drake dropping Pop Star and uh, Grease, which I I like both songs. Um, Grease has kind of been catching some flack. Um, cause he's kind of switched up his vocals and messed with some of the sounds and sounds a hell of a lot like the weekend. I remember when I first listened to that, I was actually waiting for Drake to come on the motherfucker. And then the, the end, the end came and I'm like, I had to run it back again. I'm like, holy shit. That is, that is Drake. Like, what was he doing? But the song itself is, I think it's fire, but no, the, yeah, no, um, the song itself is great. I don't know, uh, what, what made him want to do all that. Or maybe it's, it was a Khaled thing. I'm not sure, but, um, what do you think of that uh, that Drake two pack and and what J Cole just dropped? Um, I mean the Drake two pack was was Drake like you know he came with the pop star the shit that's gonna you know the turn up shit the party shit and then the grease like I mean like you said it's a good ass song like yeah it sound like the weekend but like Drake like that's kind of, like to me that's what he like I'm not saying he's like always sound like other people but he like he like to like be influenced by other styles and shit like you know he right. always been, right. you know what i'm saying some different style or something so like that shit didn't really catch me off guard i mean kind of like you said at first it's like is this him <laughs> but yeah right yeah, as far as him like using somebody else's style that you know what i'm saying that really didn't bother me because he kind of do it all the time but i mean yeah it's the song is fucking amazing shit and then the code oh my god i love the code though i love the code i feel like i feel like Cold focus. I feel like that's like the most focused cold I might have heard in a minute, man. Yeah, the climb back was like a you know yeah. three minute sermon, man. And then yeah, and Lion like, King on Ice was kind of a little yeah, bit of that like, uh, you know him floating on like a dope like beat. I was listening to Come Up J Cole on that. Like, yeah, that shit felt different. I'm, Absolutely. I'm if he coming, if he, if he got an album coming, I'm excited. I hope so. I think I think he said, um, what's that shit called? That he's gonna drop. I can't remember now, but I think I think he at, as of now he said it's gonna be like his last album or some shit. That's what he said. That's, you, that's what he was saying. The, did you yeah. see the little uh, that that commercial he made for his tennis shoes? 
I I seen it on on my timeline. I didn't get to watch it yet, but like like it really seemed like they were trying to make it seem like he about to try to go to the NBA or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to like, check that out. They had, they had like they had like Master P talking in the background, and then like the 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 commercial was just cold shooting jumpers, and then Master P was just saying like you should do it, you should do it, like. Like what? Do what? Go to the league? Like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I mean, Master P uh, was on the Hornets for like a week or two, yeah, I think. Exactly. Way back That's in the why day. I feel so like maybe. they picked Master P to do it because he he did it. Like, so it's like it's cold about to try to go to the league. <laughs> That'd be kind of dope. You telling me this is the last album? Shit, maybe he is. Yeah, the fall off is what he's. Yeah. Um. We'll see. I, I hope not. Well, and I mean, you never. And I feel like every time a rapper says they're done, they always end up coming back. I mean. But um, yeah, it's good to start getting some new music from these guys. Uh, you know, Logic just retired. Speaking of retirement, I haven't got to listen to his album yet, but I'll have to check that out at some point. Um, we'll see, man. I think Drake's in album mode too. It seems like on the IG, the kind of way he's been talking. So I'm, you know, I'm always excited to get some new uh, Drake music. Um, we'll see what happens, but uh, we gotta definitely get some sports talk in here. Um, you know, the first time we had you on, uh, we were all hyped because we're all, all three of us are Browns fans, so we were all a part of the uh, the you know, that off season hype train that uh, you know blasted off to the moon. And um, like I said, uh, you, I think you, I believe you said eleven and five or twelve and four, one of those one of one of those two. And uh, obviously, we know how that turned out, but uh, we, and we and we don't know what's about to happen in the next month. You know, we, we're not even one hundred percent sure there is a season coming but it seems like it but um what do you think these brownies are going to do this year man oh man it's tough man it's tough especially it's like if, we, if there's no if, well, if they do play i guess it's definitely going to be no fans there but it's just like we should be it's just like i don't know <laughs> i'm so i don't even know what to say man about the fucking brows i mean our schedule like i want to say we can i want to say we can get 11 but we the Browns. So it's like, I'm going to say, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the schedule. I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep uh, more love. Cause I think I said 10 and six or something for last year. I got them around seven to nine wins. I'm just trying to keep it more That's what level. You, gotta do, though. you can't even get your, get your hopes up. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like I'm looking at this. And it's like, yeah, we maybe should win some of these games, but you just know somehow we're not. I just don't. I mean, yeah, it's again on paper they look good. We just signed Miles, you know, for the super bag, which I'm excited about because I bought his jersey. I was a little worried, you know, they might not sign his ass, and then I'm stuck with hopefully, a you Miles wanna, jersey. But hopefully, we can but, get better, Baker, man. Hopefully, you know, they're trying to say. You know, the Beckham was hurt last year, so hopefully he right or whatever, Jarvis. But, man, it's just, it's just all come down to Baker for me, honestly, man. It's just like. He seems motivated. What do you, what do you think, Dylan? If, 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 if Baker do what he's supposed to do, we're going to be all right. Oh, yeah, 100%. I, I agree with that statement um, tenfold. But I am the biggest Baker fan that you'll probably know. And I'm going to say it's going <laughs> to be on him. And it's going to really just, 
he has no excuse. I mean, this new front office with Andrew Barry came in, and you would think, you know, he's going to be on a shorter leash. This is not their guy, even though Andrew Barry was in the front office uh, when Dorsey picked Baker at one overall. Uh, but he was only keeping his selection at number one uh, to his tight people. Who knows if Barry was one of those tight people? Now, my question is that they're, they they built this offense around him. They didn't subtract anything. They just added. They added um, Austin Hooper at tight end. They have a healthy OBJ, a healthy Jarvis Landry. Um, Nick Chubb, who is actually, in my opinion, if you watch the NFL Top 100 players voted on by the players, he got snubbed. I think he was like 36. Like, are you kidding me? You kidding me? Anyways, that's besides the fact. Um, and I, I, yeah, that offense is absolutely loaded with talent. Now, it really is just going to come down to O line, too. Yeah, the O line, exactly. Uh, they filled up that right tackle situation. Um, ah, shit, what was his name? Well, they they uh, signed uh, Jack, Jack Conklin. Jack Conklin, off, yeah, that right tackle there. And then they drafted Left tackle. Uh, with Jedrick Wills. Yep, number one tackle on the board in most people's uh, opinion there. Um, he fell to us, and we snapped him within like a minute of us being on the clock, which is kudos to Barry. He had a plan, executed that plan. Um, now, it just comes down to also St- uh, Kevin Stefanski and this new office or uh, coaching staff and front office with this unpeculiar offseason with no they this is his first time this week since he's been hired actually seeing his like players in person other than just like a computer screen so um he hasn't really got to implement his system um from what you hear from interviews you're going to hear a lot of respect from Kevin Stefanski a lot of players are respecting him uh from my from what I can uh gather and uh i was excited because this doesn't seem like it's a buddy buddy coach like uh Freddie Kitchens was where he was everyone's friend and then he had to you know lay the hammer down and people kind of you know lost his respect because the way he was going about he was making people he was making NFL professional athletes run gassers at the end of practice <laughs> you fucking kidding me and anyways this is going to be a better Kevin Stefanski He's very wise, knowledgeable, and I love the way he has he has a good head on his shoulders. I love the way he speaks. So I'm going to say they're probably going to go uh, nine and seven. I like it. And they got that extra extra playoff spot, so nine and seven might just do it. I think we'll they're see. going to they're, they're going to nab that six seed. They'll they'll, uh, they'll have that one seed cushion. Let's let's win that division though, man. Fuck the Steelers. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so hurt. They got my boy Jake. Or I'm sorry, Baltimore got. J.K. Dobbins, that hurts my soul. Um, I don't know what we it is about have. Baltimore and Pittsburgh. They always uh, pick up these them Buckeyes, but I'm excited, man. I, I hope uh, everything goes to plan. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, I kind of NFL probably should have followed what the NBA is doing because this NBA bubble really seems to be working. Because I, I think I seen Woj yeah. say something yesterday or the day before that there was no positive tests, you know, for COVID and stuff, and um, I just like the the system they got, you know, implemented in there. Like, if you fuck up or if you pull a Lou Will and, and uh, you know, try to get, stop and get you some, some wings at Magic City, you're going to have to sit out for 10 days. But that's just the smart way to do it, man. And uh, it seems to be working really well. But I figure it out. It'd be hard for know, them to do, though. Yeah. I mean, you can figure it out, though. They've had plenty of time to do it. And, uh, you know, NFL has definitely got the, the bread to try to uh, – you know, make something happen, but... Did you hear what um, the Browns are doing, though? No. 
Yeah, they have, like, I guess um, the NFL had to, like, review everyone's plan, and they had to accept that plan before they can even start their training programs with the players. Um, but everyone's getting tested uh, before they enter the facility. They have to, like, have two negative tests before they can actually enter the actual facility to do, like, workouts and whatnot. Um, and one of the fatalities that we had off the positive test was our punter, um, the Scottish Hammer, unfortunately, tested positive. He also tested positive earlier in the month uh, that he also uh, mentioned on NFL Network there. In an interview, but um, yeah, that's another thing on top of everything. Hopefully, they have opt out options where they can not play in the season. They can just opt out, take the cash, and uh, not play this season due to uh, concerns or uh, whatever the case is, high risk. I think they have until like the August 6th to opt out for the season. So, we still have a lot of those to go. I know the Patriots have been hit with a couple of big names, um, but like I was saying, the Browns, they have even tracking devices on these players when they're in the facility. So if one does pop up a positive test, they can track back that player and see exactly where they were going throughout the entire facility, who they contact with, and all that kind of stuff. So they can pinpoint and uh, eliminate the possible high-risk uh, players so they can just isolate them as quick as possible with uh, re- expanding on spread. So that's just one of the high-tech things that the Browns are doing. I'm sure other uh, team and facilities have high-tech shit. They have, like, facial recognition at the front door, so you don't even have to touch the door handle to open the door. You just look up, and mm. the um, doors open automatically. Mm. So some high-tech shit's going on. Yeah. Smart, man. <laughs> do what you got to do, man, because I, I need some some football. Not having any kind of football in, in the fall would, would suck ass, but um, a couple more sports takes that I want to get from you real quick because I have uh, – this NBA bubble and stuff going on. Um, who you got winning it? And then um, I was going to also get your thoughts on, on this Tyson-Roy Jones Jr. fight that's coming in September. Who you think is going to win? Or do you, do you, I kind of personally think it's just going to kind of be, um, I don't want to say soft, but they're wearing like 12 or 10-ounce gloves or 12-ounce gloves, and it's like an eight-round exhibition. I kind of think it's going to be um, kind of like you know Floyd and, and Connor was a few years back. But at the same time, you know, Mike Tyson's a lunatic, so we'll see. Yeah, I was about to say, I hope you were right, because <laughs> I feel like Mike Tyson only got one speed. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to get that taste of blood, man. And like, Roy Jones is a great fighter, man, but I'm praying for him, man. I'm praying that so that switch don't go off on Mike Tyson's head and turn him back to a killer. Oh, my God. I hope uh, that Roy Jones Jr. comes out to, like, either I smoke, I drank, or can't be touched. Man, remember those joints, dude, back in, like, the early 2000s? They were fire. 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 But, dog, no, that, that's crazy they doing that shit, though. Yeah, shout out to them, man. It's going to take bad. one little jab to Mike Tyson to just flip a switch, and it's going to be a fucking mess. <laughs> I hope. I hope not, man. But yeah, it's a scary uh, dude. As, as far as the fucking bubble, uh, man. First, shout out to shout out to the NBA, man, for making this shit happen. Because fucking Adam Silver is a fucking great commissioner. But um, absolutely, I think um, it's tough, man. It's tough. Before before this before the season started, I would have put my money. I mean, before the Corona shit, I would have put my money on the Clippers. Um, I still probably would put my money on the Clippers to be honest with you. Um, but Bronny, Bronny, I feel like Bronny's so motivated that I don't know, man. Anything's possible to motivate Bronny, but I feel like it's gonna be one of them two teams for sure. I mean, I, I feel like they're gonna face Greek in the finals. They're gonna face the Bucks in the finals. Um, one of them two teams, and 
one of them gonna win, whoever make it. Who would be your dark horse candidate then? Um, my dark horse. Oh man, dark horse would probably be like I don't, I don't, I don't probably think this team could win at all. But I think a team that could make some noise, who people probably not expecting, is like Miami. Miami in the East, I think Miami could fuck around and get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um which I think would be a crazy look for Jimmy Butler. Um, for real. In the West, let me see who could who could be a dark horse in the West. I would want I would want it to be my boy Luca, but he gonna get a tough matchup in the first round. Probably and get eliminated. Probably I would probably Harden. Probably Harden and, and Russie would be my dark horse in the West. Yeah, okay. We'll go, we'll go, we'll go to Houston. The West. Miami in the East, Houston in the West is my dark. There we go. How about yourself, Bobby? Oh man. Um East, I would I gotta say I don't know if I have any dark because I mean yeah, Boston's not really a dark horse. I'd say they're probably one of the favorites on the East conference. Um West, as far as maybe favorites, it'd be one of the LA teams. Um I'd probably be cheering on for the Clippers just because I'm never going to really get over seeing LeBron James in a fucking <laughs> Lakers jersey. That shit just is just never going to look right, man. I don't know. It's, it's funny. crazy. It's, it's, it's funny. Um, yeah, it'd be probably one of them L.A. teams and, like, Boston would be my favorites. I don't know about, like, Dark Horse, though. Houston, I mean, yeah, Houston probably would be there because you just, I mean, uh, Harden's going to go off. But when it comes to like, when it comes down to you know grind time, he kind of always disappears a little bit. You know they're always talking about always what he can do on the offensive side, but when it comes to defense, that dude is absolute liability. But yeah, I'd say probably Houston, and then um, East. I don't know. I mean Philly's probably another kind of favorite too, but I just feel like those guys are really young as well. So I maybe put them as my dark horse just because um, they just didn't really got that that experience on that side of things that's me um okay before we get out you got a couple more quick more things here we got a new little uh end of the episode game we're gonna get rolling here kind of a, a this or that but before that um i didn't ask you the, the previous two times you've been on this is something we ask every guest and i don't know how it uh didn't cross my mind either one of those times but um Knowing what you know today, Sav, what is one thing you would tell your 18-year-old self? Uh, save my money. <laughs> save yeah. my money. Cause be, I mean, I don't really be blowing my money because I kind of be like invested in my rap shit, but I could probably still be on more of a budget and, you know what I'm saying, saving my money to a little... I can dig that. That's good advice. That's definitely something I could have used when I was 18. I was definitely blowing money like uh, I was getting the shit every day. And that definitely wasn't the case. And I probably, you know, because um, I'm, I'm uh, just getting into, like, the house hunting right now. And it'd be nice to have a little bit more in the savings. But uh, you live and you learn, I guess. But, um, yeah, man, we're going to do a little this or that to end this, uh, you know, season three premiere episode with Hollywood Sav. And basically, Dylan is going to set the timer for 90 seconds. 
and I'm gonna run through. I don't really know how many I got. I got quite a bit, a bunch of this or that's, and um, we'll see if we can get through them. If we do, you win nothing. That's it, you know. That's that's the game here on Talk Shop. But um, it'll be some <laughs> some of these. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what some of your choices are on these because there's some there's some tough ones. But Dylan, uh, whenever you want to set it, man, I'll, I'll get going. Let me know. All right, let's hit it. This or that TSP edition. T minus ninety seconds. All right, Sav. LeBron or MJ? MJ. NWO or DX? NWO. Pro or college sports? Pro. NFL or NBA? NBA. Biggie or Tupac? Biggie. Chicken or steak? Oh my god, chicken. This is going to be a big one right here. Drums or flats? Oh. <laughs> uh, drums. Sausage or bacon? Bacon. Coke or Pepsi? Uh, that's tough. Uh, I'm going to say Pepsi. Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network? Starburst or Skittles? It depends on which pack. If it's purple Skittles, <laughs> yeah. I'm taking purple Skittles. Okay. Right, here we go. This is a big one right here, too. Pornhub or Xvids? <laughs> I would go up. Uh, with the three, I'm gonna go pour up. Beer or liquor? Liquor, tequila. Gummy worms or gummy bears? Six. Gummy worms. Stone Cold or The Rock? Oh, the Rock. Damn. Okay, well, see, we had like five left. I I had a bunch of these motherfuckers, but yeah, man, that's some good shit. Some of them are tough, right? Oh, like, I was thinking back. Right like, yeah, some of them hurt. Especially because like, I would be the same way. Like um, A certain pack of Skittles per- versus a certain pack yeah, of Starburst. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, it depends on yeah. what it is. Like. Absolutely. No, that shit was fun. <laughs> yeah, that's something I kind of thought about like a few weeks back. and um, I figured it would be like, fun, a fun little way to put an end to the episode. But uh, sad, man. Season 3, episode 65. We're back, and um, you know we had to have you on. You uh, you blessed us with the new theme song, and uh, you blessed all of us with the new project. Like I said, uh, you know we're excited to uh, you know bang that out and kind of see the progression, man. Keep going up, and uh, thanks again for coming on, man. Always appreciate you coming with us and uh, talk some shop. Oh man, appreciate y'all for having me, man. It's a pleasure. Appreciate y'all letting me do the intro. Shout out to the, you know what I'm saying? Y'all supporting my project. Family 3 out now. Plug that merch too, man. Yeah, if you ain't heard that, go get that. It's merch. I got tees. I got rolling trays, lighters. Get with me, Hollywood Sav 216. That's my IG. My Twitter, Hollywood Sav 216. You know what I'm saying? Tap in with me. Family 3 going up. Let's go. Appreciate y'all. Dylan, uh, close us out. You already know. Absolutely. You heard it here first. Let's go show some respect, show some love with Sav there. Go hit him up for that merch, Stamp Me 3 merch out there. Go follow us on Talking Shop Pod at Talking Shop Pod, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and Spotify and anywhere you listen at Talking Shop Pod. From myself, Bobby, and Sav himself, have a blessed week. We'll see you Wednesday. Peace.